0: all right everybody welcome to the scotty cloning leadership podcast this is episode number six and you are witness if you're watching this on youtube to my very first guest this is kind of a big deal uh i've never had a guest on the podcast before and this is my friend and a fellow leadership guru is what i'm going to call him uh hugo isles i'm just going to Let you know a little bit about Hugo's background. He has an education in mathematics, physics, and software engineering. He is a self-taught organizational behavior specialist, uh, currently a flight attendant, and working, and when he's not flying, he's spending time on his business of leadership coaching. Uh, While we go through this, we will show you his website. It's cluesolution.org. so you'll see that as we go through. Also, I'm going to have it in my show notes and in the description if you are on YouTube. Uh, Passionate about helping people, especially leaders, and looking to help as many people as possible. Welcome to the podcast, Hugo.
1: Hey, guys. It's good to be here, Scott. Uh, First of all, I want to thank my Heavenly Father. Um, I'm I'm a believer, and I could not have been where I'm at without him. Um, So, um, you know, if you go to my website, you'll probably see... Uh, scripture from the King James Version Bible, and I'll give you the hint that I'm actually a believer as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right?
1: It's good yeah. to be here.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, so, Hugo, you and I have talked many times in the last little bit. We uh, actually used to work mm-hmm. together, and we're both very passionate when it comes to improving leadership at certain at organizations. Um, we believe, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but we both believe that there's a bit of a gap when it comes to leadership, whether it's from the top of leadership all the way down to the front line, which we're going to see a couple of diagrams that uh, you created. Uh, and uh, kind of that middle management tends to be a, a gap. But uh, overall, when you take a look at the word leadership, what does it mean to you?
1: I think it's important to understand that leadership is an empowering word. The concept of a leader is someone that inspires mm-hmm. and someone that um, uh, basically they, they they know the they know the the, the right direction and they, they're able to give you guidance mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and that's why leadership is so critical. Um, there's a, a very uh, quite a difference between management and leadership um, uh, and manage, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's in terms of leadership, it's, it's it's important to get the the right formula and to have the right approach and to know what it's all about in order to be an effective leader.
0: Yeah, and I think it's good to know as well that uh, when we talk about leadership, um, because I've said it in previous episodes as well, that you don't necessarily need the title to be a leader. I think a lot of people think that you need to have a a manager title, the leader title, when that's not necessarily the case. Um, What are your thoughts on that?
1: I I totally agree. You can be uh, someone working on the front line, but you can still affect a lot of people around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called it's called your circle of influence some te- textbooks uh, they call it that uh, mm-hmm. i i tend to call it your sphere of yeah. influence if you look at the three dimensions so right. you, you affect the people around you even though you're on a, you're a frontline worker you actually know how to get people engaged I like that. and that's and that's then and that's a key word um it's more than looking at formulas and models and processes and and, and textbook type stuff it's it's sort of you, either you have it or you don't have it that 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 ability to to get people to be engaged and to to inspire people so that's something that which is the good news you can, you don't have to be at the top of the ladder to to have that or to have that effect
0: that's it that's it and that's why i think um and again we'll get to your model here in just a little bit, but that's why I think that your model works out well because you it allows the higher ups that are making the important decisions to look just past the number, like look past those numbers because a lot of decisions I find and correct me if you uh, know something different, but from my experience in the past, a lot of decisions that are brought to a frontline staff are based off numbers of what happened during maybe a half an hour time at their business when it could actually come from the people themselves. What's your right. experience in that?
1: Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, it's interesting. I have the the opportunity to, um, to to do presentations and so on with different leaders. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you they, see, they sometimes tend to po- polarize in their in their leadership styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, some leaders prefer to be to just watch, you know follow the numbers and you know numbers don't lie kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, where other leaders tend to be a little, little bit more uh, creative and intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to wear more towards the creative and intuitive. I think, but still keeping in mind that uh, you know you got to look at your numbers as well. So it's good to have a good, a good, uh, uh good balance between the two. Mm-hmm. Can you can you dig a little
0: deeper? What do you mean by intuitive
1: or uh, innovative? Well, uh, some some leaders would have the have the ability to look at a certain situation, and even though it's something that's brand new to them, they just just intuitively. They 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 follow. Some people call it call it following your gut, your gut feeling. Mm-hmm. This feels right. I'm going to make this decision, even though my head may tell me that it's. I need more information. Mm-hmm. My my gut can tell me that it's okay, and they make that gut gut uh, decision, uh, mm-hmm. and it usually works out well.
0: I like it. I like it. Now and, and when I think of innovation or intuition, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's the it's the gut feeling. But I also think of you got to think outside of what's been working like I think when you think innovation I think you got to think okay what can we do that's new and I think a lot of people in a position and and based off my experience and I'm curious to hear about your experience what um, a lot of people tend to do what has always been done because they believe it's always worked even though their company may be in a different position now than they were when they invented the process so many years ago what's
1: your experience Mm -hmm. on that I'm glad you asked. I, I wouldn't talk so much about ex, uh, my experience more. So I would talk about my, um, my perception of it sure. is um, I, uh, I believe there's two types of uh, school of thought. One mm-hmm. is uh, if, if you're just making minor changes in, in, in management or in leadership, right? The, a lot of people tend to look for the, the ad, analytical thinker and okay, yeah. uh, we, we, um it, there's a Japanese word. It's called Kaizen. Mm-hmm. It means a uh, small change or change in little decisions and that you need someone analytical thinker who looks at numbers and that kind of thing. Right. And then there's uh, something called 10 Kaizen, which means good revolution. So you're not making a, a small change. You're actually changing the entire system to be, to be something even better or evolve to be something better. For yeah. that kind of thing, you need to be a little bit more intuitive and, uh, and create and a lot of creativity has to be there as well.
0: Excellent. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, the word kaizen is also in the lean process. I've been talking about that in in a couple of episodes, where the lean the lean process, and I think that's where your model that we're going to talk about uh, really tends to speak to me, is because I've actually been a part of lean where you actually go to the people who are making the are doing the job to help get their feedback, their insight mm-hmm. to make a decision moving forward instead of looking just at the numbers. So mm-hmm. and kaizen is a key huge part of the lean process as, as i know you know um, yeah. and i believe if, if i'm not wrong it's a japanese word yeah like it's small japanese. change yeah so yeah. it's um it's a really cool aspect uh, mm. just the word kaizen in general means small change but what i liked about the lean process and mm. and we'll talk about yours here eventually but um is you have to bring in all of the stakeholders. And what I mean by stakeholders is anybody who's affected by it. Right. Right. That's so true. if, if, if you have multiple departments, you have mm-hmm. to bring in at least at least one representative from each mm-hmm. department so that they have their input about what's going on. Excellent. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought up the word Kizak because um, I forgot about that word and it's actually a big oh. part a big part of the lean process that I've been mentioning yeah. here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So why,
0: why leadership coaching? Uh, Good question.
1: My my actually, I actually began, began doing life coaching. Okay. And um, uh, I've been doing that for, I'll say roughly five or six years now.
2: Okay. been
1: doing that, uh, working on that. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I continue to, you know, to to pray about what I want to do concerning that, I, I just felt that there was an, a, a longing for me to get into something a little bit more than than life coaching. And that's why um, I was looking at uh, leadership coaching. Um, mm-hmm. I find leadership embraces a lot more and you can, you're able to have a, a greater impact on an organization with uh, the ability to coach leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that does, that, that does not only mean uh, people like a founder or a CEO or a CFO. Right. You can also be a also be a senior pastor, mm. or a, an associate pastor if you're dealing like with that. a church. Yep. So the formula the formula works with. Um, and I'll tell you what the formula is. What I'm mentioning it, mm. it works. It works in, in any organization, whether it be a for profit, non for profit,
2: mm. whether it
1: be g- government, uh, or, or whether it be corporate, or or whether it be non um, non for uh, profit as well. So um, I've been looking at it keenly, and I came up with this formula. That um, the, there's three people in the room. Basically, the most educated person in the room has what, what I call uh, relevant information.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the, the most uh, experienced person in the room uh, uh, comes with knowledge. They have mm-hmm. the knowledge. Yep. And then the third, the third uh, piece of that is the most intuitive person in the room. Mm-hmm. They have what I, I call, I use it, esoteric understanding, or they're able to mm-hmm. understand. Uh, even deep things, mm-hmm. and as they as they work together, have the same purpose and the same principles. That their solution altogether will bring about not just a kaizen solution, but a ten kaizen solution, a complete mm-hmm. revolution, I something like that. completely new. So, like that. instead of losing, instead of using a, a slide rule to do your mathematics calculations, mm-hmm. you, you've now created a calculator. I so like it's a complete, a completely different machine that mm-hmm. can actually solve a problem. So the and this is what I focus on things um, in that type of thinking.
0: Yeah, well, and and when I hear that explanation, I think of a three-legged bar stool, or a three-legged mm-hmm. stool in general. If you don't mm-hmm. have one of those three, the stool falls. That's it right. It doesn't work, right? No. You need all three to make the revolution happen. Exactly.
1: And historically, um, most companies has been used instead sort of like a two-dimensional. This opposed mm-hmm. to a three-dimensional approach that so they just look listen to the most experienced person in the room and uh, be- who brings knowledge yep. and the most, the most educated person in the room who brings uh, relevant information. And when you right. kind of put those together like a, like a diagram, mm-hmm. um, the, the overlap is called wisdom. Uh, wisdom go. is interesting, but wisdom is only sort of, um, it's, 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 wisdom is good, but there's, there's something more that you can get from that when you, mm. you have an intuitive person who can give you a little bit more insight and through those insights, you can go with, with completely new and genius uh, solutions that has never been thought of before. Mm. And that's, 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 the, that's the sweet spot. right? Yeah, there. right.
0: Yeah, you when know. everything correlates and you get that middle middle, and it's just saying, everything's just lining up perfectly.
1: So basically the intuitive person walks in the room and listens. Their job is to listen. Their job is not to speak. So as they listen, they're called intuitive listeners.
2: Okay. And only,
1: only when they're called upon by either the, the, uh, the most educated person in the room or the most experienced person to, say, to have their say, mm. they'll, they'll say, interesting, interesting, interesting. Have you considered this? Have you considered that? Have you considered mm. this? So they have different channels of thinking and just, just a, a completely revolutionary way of thinking, mm. but they can look at the same problem from a completely different angle.
0: right? And it kind of goes off what you were saying earlier about the analytical thinker going strictly mm-hmm. off numbers because if, if what I'm hearing is accurate, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but the intuition specialist in this category are in this um, process is going a lot off feeling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you have mm-hmm. the analytical part that goes off numbers, right Here's what's working, here's what's not.
1: Mm-hmm. but then you have the, the person with the intuition that just doesn't feel like. Right. Does it feel right? Exactly, and sometimes you need to listen to that. And what's interesting is that I've learned from experience that the most experienced guy in the room, mm-hmm. he may not be the most educated, but he's also quite intuitive as well. Sure. So when you come up with a, uh, something based on your feeling, he you can relate to that and say, "Listen, you say you know, you know what? I think you got, you, you got something new here. You got something. Uh, you're onto something." Mm-hmm. And he's usually the one that gets, that ushers you into a new a, a set of thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, in terms of um, solutions that that are original and that uh, that are unique.
0: I like that. I like that. And I think a lot of people have trouble with the feeling part of it because it's just something that it could even conflict with the numbers, right? And I've seen it many times. Sorry, and I'll just finish this here. Um, And I've seen it many times where I've actually had to see people let a process fail so that the people who are looking at the numbers see that that process no longer works instead of actually going to the people who are in the middle, feeling, feeling that it's not working Mm -hmm. uh, and taking on their feedback, they actually Mm -hmm. have to let the process fail. So those numbers come back to those analytical thinkers. So to actually go with the the gut feeling, that intuition Mm -hmm. I think is a big part.
1: Yeah. What's interesting is that um, intuition can be felt to, in two ways. It can either be felt by experience. So the guy mm-hmm. who has the most experience in the room, he's also intuitive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and also can be felt by the people that actually do the work. Mm-hmm. So the frontline people. So um, the, the way that I looked at my company and what I'm doing is like, I like, I had, I like the idea of getting a focus group together that mm-hmm. are actually doing the work. And they can see what works or what doesn't work. Yep. And they usually have like they they usually have that feeling aspect of it and go this mm. feels right or this doesn't feel right, right and why it doesn't feel right and then you can kind of trickulate try their ideas upwards mm. until you get a solution that's actually works for everyone
0: there you go yeah the the company's getting their goals done, but the front line also gets part of what they need to to actually get the company goals done exactly, yeah, yeah, and I find too and um what I liked about lean is if I were giving my feedback cause I'm in the job every single day, um, then, and, and something is implemented based off of my feedback, not only am mm-hmm. I more likely to stick with it because I think mm-hmm. that's one thing that we face as leaders is I'll, I'll give a suggestion, but it's not really followed. They're like, yeah, okay. I actually don't have to do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. They're not the ones actually doing the job. They're just coming up with these Solutions, right? And I right, say that right. in air quotes. But I right. don't. Eh, eh, whatever. I'll just do it the way I've always done it. But if they actually come mm. up with the solution, mm-hmm. they're more likely to say, "Okay, this is my idea. I'm going to do it."
1: And I think I think everybody would like to sort of see that happens, where there is a group that represents them, like mm-hmm. a frontline group that's. Almost like a focus group, if you will, or not, not a steering committee, but definitely a committee of some sort mm-hmm. that kind of looks at the, the, the question and, and t- uh, the elephant in the room and mm-hmm. says, and they, they're able to ask the question, why? Okay, we're supposed to right. do it this way, but why are we doing it that way? Yep. And it's okay, I think it's okay within the right channels to have that the channels of communication where you can have a focus group or some type of a committee that represent the front line who could actually ask those questions. And gets, uh, get the proper answers
0: excellent and, and i believe this is a good segue if we if you're okay i'm gonna show this the, my screen here of what we created okay um and i'm gonna start with what most companies do today so can you walk us through what we're seeing here
1: yeah not a problem um let me just get it yeah get that information here i actually have a copy of that here as well so I just want to make sure we're looking at the same things. For sure. Yes. And we are. Okay. <clears throat> so as you can see, uh, there's uh, three uh, bars that and each bar represents um, uh, a different type, different what's happening with its management or leadership and frontline. So mm-hmm. it's very easy to understand that. Um, and then you see a sort of like stickman that, that represent that's uh for personnel in that division. So let's say the CEO. Of, of the order or the senior pastor, if it's a uh, non for profit organization, sure. um, he, he would sort of look at it and he would say, This is his words verbatim. He'd say, The rule is not achieving our corporate goals. Let's change it. So he's looking at the whole gamut of the organization as one, as seeing the big picture as leadership, and he's right. saying, The rules is, is not achieving our corporate goals and this goes into change management if you heard of that as well mm-hmm. so he says let's change it so right. he basically made changes and it created some ripple effect and definitely a little bit of um, uh, d- distortion on the lower levels right. so if you go to the management if uh, the, the gentleman who was standing on the management bar mm-hmm. would represent middle management and he's right. saying and he's he agrees with the, with the leadership so he says the rule is not achieving our corporate goals. However, I have not been empowered to change it.
2: Mm.
0: That's a big word.
1: You see that? So that's the gap. That's the gap that Scott was talking about. There's a gap between leadership and management. They're, yep. they're not addressing it in the proper way. Mm-hmm. And in, in his mind, he's thinking to his mind, why, W-H-Y? But he's not saying it out loud. Right. But the, his, his, his inner voice is saying, why are we changing? The, how is this going to work, right?
0: And when you and say they, that, and when you say like I'm thinking why I, I I sense because I've been in the in this position before there's a, a level of anger there like, why are we, yeah, why are we def- fixing something
1: I would I would, I would use a different word, but I I'd say there's definitely a level of frustration okay yeah um, you know it's because uh, a manager they're supposed to take um, the processes that that's handed out from leadership mm-hmm. and make it work make it make it uh malleable and easy, easy for the frontline people to kind of pick up and go with it. Right. So if they're not able to do, to create tools and say, okay, for, as front frontline, I'm going to uh, empower you with this tool and that tool to do such and such. Then then they, they feels like their hands are tied, mm. you know? Yep. And so they're asking Absolutely. the why question. So on the, on, and when that trickles down to the main line, that's more backsplash and ripple effect and distortion. Mm-hmm. So, so on the bottom, the, uh, the, the stickman on the frontline is saying, the rule is not achieving our corporate goals. No consistency. We have no consistency. They keep changing. We're going, we're going in circles. I can't keep up. Mm. So that's usually, I, from my experience talking to frontline at um, a company that I work with, I won't mention the name of it, mm. but the frontline um, that's the kind of stuff I right hear where you know sort of like yeah, there's the rules, but the, the rules there's no consistency, so we, right. we don't know what we actually should be doing. Mm-hmm. That's consistent. It's and true. of course, they they also have the question why as well. Yeah. So why is a little bit of anger, frustration? Definitely on the frontline level is more anger than frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they 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 may actually be um, catalysts uh, to create new thought and come up with ideas. But if you just create it like uh, from a top down where mm-hmm. we're receiving nothing from the bottom up, then then it becomes a problem. Right. And then it could affect morale. Mor- morale mm. suffers, from, suffers from that. And if morale is bad, then you know, eventually you can, you can really lose really good people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You, yeah. you
1: whether know? yeah. it, it be a non-profit, like a church organization, you, you lose a lot of members. Or whether it be a corporate environment with a CA, CEO and, and uh, board of directors, you, you lose a lot of good workers as well. So okay. it's important to, to fix that. So that's called the reactive approach. So, yes. there, so, so everybody is sort of like reacting to what the leadership is saying, but there's no real synergy between the, the three.
0: Well, and I would say that the leadership is actually reacting too because they're looking at the numbers going, we're not, reading, we're not reaching our corporate goals. Right. right. And the reason I like this model that we drew up, and for those that are listening on the podcast, again, there's three separate boxes. Leadership is the top, managers in the middle, and frontline on the bottom. And there's a huge gap between leadership and frontline and it's that man- middle management that's supposed to basically close that gap right. and it a lot of it like you and I love the way you put this as staying reactive because oh. the operations happening the processes oh. are in place the numbers right. aren't where the leadership wants them to be so they look at the leadership and they or they look at the numbers and go oh we're not meeting our corporate goals we need to fix something so right. it's kind of reactive. It's panic mode. Exactly. They come up with a process change based off numbers. Wait. Right. Okay, I'm going to emphasize that because we've been talking about that here. They pass it on to the managers. The managers say, "Okay, I guess I'll, I'll do what I'm told." Again, right. like you said, not really knowing the why. Pass it off mm-hmm. to the front line, and then front line uh, have to basically implement these rules as well. And if if it's let's say an increase in or a product, or whatever, whatever you're selling, the customer, the client, whoever it is, is going to look at it and say, "Well, why is it cost more?" And mm-hmm. it's the front line that is taking that the brunt of that. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's, that's interesting, that, and, and Scott, that's interesting that you mentioned the, the, the customer, the customers as well, because mm. that inconsistency actually is uh, is, a, is just a mirror image of that happens for the, for customers as well because yep. if the frontline workers don't, don't have a consistent product and say, okay mm-hmm. this is the product and this is what we can do um, but mm-hmm. each time is different it's, it's a different case yep. then then the same thing with the frontline they' going to feel like they're going to feel like well what am I paying, paying you guys for
2: right if
1: it's not a cons- what's the service that you're giving me why is it different for me and and uh, compared to someone else based on a diff- because they came at a different time you know right. then I would- uh, Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Sorry, keep going, keep going. Keep going. No,
1: so the front line, no, it's not just the front line, it's looking at the consistency of also the customers or the guests, they're also looking for some type of consistent uh, service, product, or whatever it is that uh, is being being sold Absolutely. or being presented.
0: Yep, and here's, and here's something that's very interesting with consistency. I've seen it many times. Actually, I've been in this position where I'll go to a certain restaurant because I know, even though I'm paying more for the whatever, the food, Mm-hmm. I know the service that I'm going to get. Like I can walk in and say, I know that I'm mm-hmm. going to get this service from this restaurant. And yes, it may be a spurring situation where I'm just like, you know what, we're celebrating and let's go to this place, but I'll pay more knowing that I'm getting that consistency. Yeah. So, and again, I bring it up because I find it again, interesting that leadership is going, okay, we're not meeting our corporate goals. Let's change things, which, like you say, and I love the way you, you word this ripple effect all the way down mm-hmm. to the front line, right. um, to meet the corporate goals. When really there's another solution there. That's consistent. exactly. But
1: the the biggest question when I when I came up with this um, model, cascading waterfall paradigm, yep. and I spoke to a uh, uh, um, vice president of uh, and vice president in, in the in a company I was working with. Mm. And he was saying, he's saying, okay, Hugo, this is, sounds all great, but how you do you get people to be, uh, um, um, in like how do you get people to buy in or to mm-hmm. actually want to do it kind of thing? <laughs> and I think that comes back to the same idea of leadership, yep. right? Absolutely. Leadership, leadership isn't isn't only a title. Leadership is also a verb, almost mm. like a verb. You understand? So if you can see it like mm. a verb. You can be a frontline person, but you're still a leader.
0: I like that. Can you say that you again?
1: Know? I said when you when you look at leadership, don't it's not something that's so far away and so distant, or, or, or like it's it's a it's a title. It's mm-hmm. more like a, a verb.
2: A verb. I love that. It
1: imp, imp, because it implies doing something mm-hmm. to, to to create a, a different impact, right? Mm-hmm. And you could, if a positive impact in your, I call it your sphere. Your, your sphere of influence, yep. right? Some books will say your circle of influence. Mm-hmm. But I believe I believe thinking in three dimensions is your sphere of influence. So right. your management will see it and they will like it. You will see it. Your peers would see it and they like it. And the, the the you know your your customers and your guests will see that and they they will love it as well. Right. And so consist that's why consistency is so powerful because it allows you to monetize mm-hmm. and I'm going to say it again. It allows you to monetize your service so you can have uh, Consistent product, a consistent suite of services, or or, or a consistent uh, 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 presentation, or what have you, right. and and that would allow the customers to want to keep, be, you know, want to come back again and again to to just because of that experience.
0: Sure, sure, of course, and they're willing to pay more for it. Exactly. Right, and you're you can actually charge more because people are getting that consistency. I I don't, I think people look at consistency and it's underrated. It is underrated. That's true. It is. So, um, I'm going to share the other part of my screen here because I think what you have come up with a solution is very uh, revolutionary. So we have the same kind of idea that we had before in the previous one, where we have the same three boxes of leadership, middle management, and frontline. And we have the ideas coming from leadership, going to managers, going to frontline. But um, so all of that process is still the same. But for those that are watching this on YouTube, uh, you'll notice that there between leadership and managers and managers on frontline, there's another category. And Hugo, can you, can you explain what that is? Okay.
1: You'll notice you'll see the word sponge, and you're probably you're kind of raising your eyebrows. Is that a typo or something? No, it's mm. not. Um, I was sort of looking <laughs> at it like literally. As uh, leadership is, is is rolling out a new a new um, uh, rule or uh, uh, new policy, I kind of see it like water, water coming off the top and it's coming mm. over. And because you know there's going to be a backsplash, almost like a waterfall effect, right. the sponge stops that. It prevents mm. that from happening. So it just trickles to the sponge level, and then it goes to and manages, which is the software, It's a software cell, mm. right? And then by, by the time it gets to them and you talk about um, 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 empowerment, how, how, how they can be empowered, it's a right. soft sell they buy in. And then it goes to the front line again. This is, it's also, it trickles down to the sponge mm-hmm. and uh, and then it goes down to front line. The, the obvious question is, what is the sponge? What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, a sponge, this is where uh, I think um, <clears throat> you can create a, a committee. Which, um you call it a Y committee, for example, and that committee is a great body of people that would collect feedback, and that's something that Scott and I is, we're passionate about um, getting feedback. Right. Mm-hmm. So in order for in order for us to get proper feedback, we can, we can create uh, products that are more uh, consistent or services that are more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, management will have a better uh, a better le- leverage to be able to be empowered to to do this and that, to do imp- to, to certain things to make sure that the, the rules kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. And then when it, get, when it gets down to the frontline level, it's just as easy as it's so monetized and so beautiful that you just pick it up and go with it because it's all consistent. Just pick it up, pick it up like a tool mm-hmm. and go with it. So I almost see this as a way where leadership gives a call, managers create tools with their empowerment and, and they give the tools for frontline and frontline just pick up the tools and they, and they, and they just work away. Uh-huh. And so everything is consistent and make kind of sense. So if you look at the diagram, <clears throat> when you see the arrows, you see arrows going upwards and say, what are those arrows? You mentioned backsplash. Is, uh-huh. is this what we're talking about? No, the arrows are the ideas actually. So if it starts from the front line and we said, okay, this is, this is interesting what we're doing right now um, kind of thing. Um, what is What is your suggestion? So what if, what is your thoughts? Mm-hmm. And they can kind of say, interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, have you considered this, or have you considered that? Right. Uh, what's interesting about them is because they're doing they, they have the they have the intuition because it's so they're, because they're doing something over and over and over again in mm-hmm. the front line in terms of getting the work done. And because of that intuitiveness, they can sort of speak to there's, there's a certain wisdom that you can get from them that you won't get from from a hot from the from the top coming down. Right. So. So by the time it gets to management, the management will look at that and go, "Wow, that's some really su- good suggestions." I never, I never realized we, we haven't even thought of that,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: And when it gets to when they have those conversations, uh, the the frontline people feel in, involved with, with the decision. They feel like they're part of making the decision, mm-hmm. and it kind of it makes them, you know, it, get, it gets them excited to say, "Wow, I've, I've actually made it," you know. I uh, look mm-hmm. at a uh, certain process and was able to give my, my FYI, my, right. my thoughts about it. And by the time it gets to leadership, they, the, the, the ideas keep going up and up and up mm-hmm. until even leaders say, okay, interesting. Wow. So now, and this is where the conversation changes. So let's go from, well, I'm going to start from the bottom, yep. but leadership is just going to say like, they're going to notice that the rules, are the, 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 the corporate goals are being affected positively. So let's let's take a look at. um, just Give me a second here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay, there we go. Okay, so basically from the bottom, um, you're probably gonna ask yourself, what's the arrow going up? Mm-hmm. That's that's. You can put suggestions there or ideas. Yeah. And what's the arrow going down? From from the sponge. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, just ideas and. and it, and the out going down is, is, is consistency. So that's consistency happening. There's consistency. That's, that's awesome. And then on the other side, um, okay, that's ideas. You can start maybe writing it uh, on the, the manager level. Mm-hmm. What's going up is also ideas mm-hmm. between managers and uh, leadership. Mm-hmm. And what's coming down is empowerment because yeah. empowerment comes from the top down. That's the all, that's no matter what company or organization you're from, if you're talking about power, mm-hmm. it comes from the top down.
0: <laughs> now so
1: empowerment, what's can,
0: that? Can, can we elaborate a little bit more on what you mean by empowerment? I know what it is, but I, don't, I I believe there is somebody listening to this right now that goes like, well, what, what does he mean by empowerment?
1: Well, think of it like change management, right? It, a leader looks at, looks at a certain corporate goals and say, interesting, interesting, is not being is means it's not being being uh, met mm-hmm. so we have to change change the rules mm-hmm. so they, they meant well because the leadership uh, every, everyone has a leverage right the leadership leverages rules mm-hmm. that's it, that's the language he understands right. management leverages empowerment right and let's explain what that means and mm-hmm. frontline leverages consistency so empowerment means a manager can look at the rule and instead of being a hard and fast rule type thing, it's, right. uh, it, has, it has a gray area. So you can make it more lighter, or you can make it heavier, or you can, you can make adjustments to the rule. But what mm. you're actually doing is you're making it in such a way that it becomes a, a tool. You turn it into tools for frontline to, to use. Right. So they look at the rule. they, they almost like when they're asking the why, mm. now they understand the why from the leadership standpoint. They can look at the rule differently, and they can come up with a, ways creative ways of m- making it uh, you know tools for the frontline to to be able to use more monetize uh, sorry to use easier that so empowerment good. meaning empowerment gives them the ability to change the rules mm. not necessarily change it like to change it completely but to mm. work with the rules and be make it malleable and 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 more more of a soft sell for the front lines to be able to pick up pick that up and go with it.
2: Right. Right
0: I like that. Yeah mm-hmm. is that is that yeah. clear? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really good explanation. And I think, I think if mm-hmm. you like when I hear the word empowerment, there's one word that always comes to my mind when I hear empowerment uh, mm-hmm. is trust.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Like if I'm the leadership of the, com- of the company and mm-hmm. I'm giving my managers, my middle management, the empowerment to take my idea or my mm-hmm. uh, let's say process change, whatever it is and tweak it so that it works best for the front line. Wait. I'm trusting, as leadership, I'm trusting that you're going to do whatever you believe is necessary mm. and make them work to, to get that buy-in, basically. Okay.
1: Here's here's a trick question. Well, that's not a trick question, but here's a, clue, <laughs> uh, a a little bit of a quiz for you. Sure. Um, if your leadership, based on the second diagram that we just explained,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what's different that would allow the leadership to trust managers more? What's, what's different?
0: Based off what I see here is, yeah. um, well... Managers are giving their input about what they think will work
1: and what won't. Thank you. Thank you. And that's it. You don't have to say many more. They're getting <laughs> ideas. So they're getting, I call it ideas, mm-hmm. you call it input right. or suggestions, suggestions yeah. or um, comments, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, le- and what leadership is doing is they're building trust with managers They're saying, mm, interesting. They, they, they get us, they understand where we're coming from. And this mm-hmm. is, this is such a, you know, an interesting way of looking at it. So, so it's like, you know, they, they look at the problem and they say, okay, that sounds good, that sounds interesting, but have you considered this, have you considered that? Right. And that comes from a place of uh, doing things over and over again, creates intuition, intuitive uh, uh, wisdom. Mm-hmm. And once you add that intuitive wisdom in, in, in the equation, you come up with, with uh, a, a, a more brilliant, a brilliant solution.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, and I think there's a, an important piece to talk about here as well that I think might be not overlooked necessarily, but I don't think is at the forefront of people's minds as as I think it should be. And if you want to know a little bit more about this, just go back to my last episode, episode number five, because I talked about mm-hmm. the different types of feedback and I talk about the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset because Wait. I've noticed and, and I'd love to hear your experience on this for leaderships that... Anybody I find that is in a leadership position that has a fixed mindset, this sponge is pointless because they're like, it's my way or the highway, take it or leave it. Right? In order for this to work, we as leaders must, I'm going to emphasize that word, must have a growth mindset. We have to
1: be, to. Have to be. At least a, a percentage of them, my, my response to that is a percentage of them have to see things in that way. Uh, mm-hmm. I call it I call it a cluster of leadership. So it's a leadership, but it's like a cluster of leaders. Mm. So it's not just one person just saying yes, but before he he says that, he listens to his CMO. Mm-hmm. Uh, he listens to his CFO. He yep. listens to his um, human resources uh, boss as well. Yeah. And, he, and they, they all have different styles of leading, right? So sure. he, he makes the final decision, yes but because he's able to have those conversations, and that's what comes back to this, um, they're able to make uh, wiser, a wiser choice or be able to, to time things, so when to when to, um, when, when to create rules and brand new rules and how long is it gonna take until it affects the whole company right. and how is it gonna affect morale, all that kind of stuff. It depends on who you're talking to, right? That's, that's why it's, it's important to have like, a group of leaders, like an executive team, Right. Everyone has a different a different style, a different different experiences and different approaches, mm-hmm. and yet you know it, it does it doesn't take away anything from ultimate leadership, which is the CEO. You know he still right. he still would have that ultimate leadership, but now he has more people in sort of thinking in a cluster format of mm-hmm. the same thing he's thinking about, and they can assist him better that way.
0: Right. Well, and I think even as a as like if I'm the CEO and I'm willing and able to go to my CFO and all the other people to get their input. I think that in itself also shows a growth mindset because a lot of people with a fixed mindset would make the decision whether it's good or bad and say, this is my decision. See you later. Right. And so, um, even with what you were explaining, the only, the thing going through my head so many times is that, yeah, they're a growth mindset because they are willing to, tweak their ideas like I like how you said make the final decision but they're willing to take those ideas and make those that final decision and that's how this works right if if you don't have that uh, that mindset of saying Mm -hmm. uh you know my way may not be the best way especially when it comes to the higher up leaders right I think that that would be foolish I'm going to use the word foolish for them not to listen to the managers and foolish to right. the managers not to listen to the front line. I think so as well. Because and I think, they know what's going on right in, the, right in the midst of it. They see it day in it, and day out. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: What's interesting about leadership is it embraces everyone. You, know, you, you, you can't be a leader without a, without a, without a, a ship. It's like having, mm-hmm. I always look at the ship magazines, it reminds me of like a, there's a ship of people. Mm-hmm. a society of people and mm-hmm. you're going on a journey together type thing right and, and everyone is needed on that ship right so right. you know um, um one one critical thing i've been asked uh, concerning this diagram and i want to address it is when i when i shared it with uh, some of some of some leaders i know mm-hmm. is how how big is the white committee um in your mm-hmm. drawing you guys like, oh, like how how many people are we talking about right and based on my research and some things i've been looking at um it doesn't have to be big at all it just has to be you can you have about 10 you know just 10 individuals that represent frontline and another 10 representing managers or maybe mm-hmm. 20 people type thing mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 it's important to choose the right people um, i have i'm not going to share the details of it but i can say here that i i believe taking a look at the Myers-Briggs uh, personality type is a one way that you can sort of pick out the kind of best people that you want for an intuitive approach. Right. Uh, uh, and again, that's just my sweet sauce that, that, that's my, <laughs> that that works for me. So right. of of uh, I'm course. not going to say more on that, but it's, uh, you're looking at the top probably 10, 10 to 20 tops, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 15, 20 people would be enough. Yeah. Well, the, the, the important thing is to create an impact. Because if you create an impact, and this is what makes this so magical, mm-hmm. if, you could, if you could create an impact from the ground level,
2: mm-hmm. so
1: you're just a front line, you're, just, uh, you know, you're the person that goes on and does the job. But because mm-hmm. of your impact, you're able to make leadership think again and go, interesting, mm-hmm. interesting, we, didn't, we, didn't, we, didn't, we haven't considered this, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. That you know, it's, it, and that's not taking anything away from leadership. That, that's not saying that their leadership is not good. But it's like uh, uh, it's like Scott was saying they have a little bit more information mm-hmm. before they can make a decision. So you know yeah. the, the, a little bit more art, 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 artillery uh, ideas and and suggestions and so on about the same the same um, uh, the same policy. And mm-hmm. so the, rather than changing the policy, they can say, okay, this policy is working, and I see how it's working down in manage, management uh, areas, mm-hmm. and how the management is 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 um, translating that into consistency on the bottom right and
0: as i look at this a little bit longer because i'm i'm going through the model in my head um and i believe you and i have talked about this hugo but i think it's an important piece to bring up there may be decisions that we as leadership may not be able to change right like we may get the ideas from managers that's awesome from the front line bring it on let's do this Um, but I think it's important to know too that we may have to make a final decision like you said and it may not be the popular decision but I think the reason these why committees are important is because if I'm leadership I can explain to management why there's the word I'm using why Mm -hmm. we have to implement what we do they Mm -hmm. can pass that message right on to the front line Mm -hmm. and they get more of a buy-in because I think that's another part of leadership that is kind of not really talked about is the fact that we sometimes have to make these tough decisions and then we need our frontline uh, and our managers to buy in and that goes back to your reactive model and they're going well there's no consistency here because right. they don't have the background behind it so right. that's what, another reason why i love these fun this white uh, committee this
1: fun yeah the white committee idea is super it really helps. Yeah. And you can, you can see that everyone is almost like, um, it's like building, building a tower mm. and the, the people on the first, the first floor speaks English. And the people on, this, on, on the, the manager level, they speak French. And okay. the people on the leadership level, they speak Chinese. Mm. So everyone has their own way of communicating but they still have the sponge, like the translators. So uh, the, the sponges, is cool. like a white community. They can translate mm. from, from, from Chinese to French and French to Chinese. And they begin to change the language. And ultimately that's the, that's the answer. This It's all in the language. If you use the right mm. language, you will empower managers uh, and you will get front lines excited yeah. that, you know, to be part of this as well. Yeah. And, and everyone will sort of be hands-on type thing. I
2: like
0: that, yeah. That, that I think that explanation helped somebody obviously I don't know who right now but I think that explanation helps somebody understand it better yeah yeah. With the different languages I like that
2: mm-hmm. um, the
0: other thing that I would say and, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts about this uh, and it's not something I've ever mentioned in my podcast yet is where I've seen the most success in situations and don't get me wrong I've never been in a Y committee and I like this idea but when I've been a, a leader in a manager role or whatever, and I'm going in to talk to the leadership of the, of the company, one of the most freeing, informative parts of that meeting is where, and I still remember him saying this, is where I remember one of my managers saying, or one of the leaders saying, whatever said in this meeting does not interfere with your employment. Because I think a lot of people will actually hold back when they have these committee meetings because they're afraid that they're going to get fired if they speak what's on their mind. Yeah. So I think if they open up those doors, now this is more just my opinion. And if you agree, please let me know. If, it, if you don't, please let me know. But um, that's where I personally have seen the most success is where I've been in a number of these meetings and you just see the tension when that isn't on the table of no, 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 everything's working great. Yeah. No, everything's great. Don't worry about it. Because they're afraid that if they were to actually voice what they're really thinking, they wouldn't have a job at all.
1: Uh, I would be a little bit more. Uh, I don't want to sit a devil's advocate here, but no, no, um, do it, do it.
2: Um,
1: if I was, if I were leadership, mm-hmm. I would tend to want to listen to a leader who's in the front line mm-hmm. if he has a solution. Yeah, yeah. Rather absolutely. than rather than listening to someone on the front line who. They have ideas and they have solution, but they're so mm. mad and uh, ticked off or, you know, mm-hmm. pardon my French, ticked off yeah, about French, it, French that French all, all, they want, all they want to do is vent.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and good sit, point.
1: And, you know, this and that. So and that's mm-hmm. why I think there has to be a level of um, civility like that, that. The, 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 the Y committee goes about getting the right information. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may get a lot of heat on the front, level, front line, between, especially if, it, if it's something new right they may get a lot of heat in the front level but I think if you ch- I still go back to the language if you use the correct language mm-hmm. and let them understand look you're involved in what we're doing and we just want to know uh, you know what, what, are your th- what are you what are you feeling about this like what's your feeling or your, what, what's your thoughts type things yeah you know yeah. Uh, and of course you're gonna get different variations you're gonna get people that wants to vent You know, people that just people <laughs> give you all negative negative right. this negative negatives uh, that. Yeah. And, no, and, and no solution. So I put myself, mm-hmm. I wear the shoes of the CEO, mm-hmm. right? I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the, the top of the food chain. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to listen to somebody who's a frontline person if they can give me not just, well, this isn't working, right. but more give me a solution. So a, give me something that I've never heard of before.
2: Uh, yeah, give me something and like do to fix
1: it. To, to, to do to fix it. And yeah. especially if it's a new process and a new way of rolling it out, yeah. Uh we can use, roll it out if, with with a little bit more intelligence.
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well that's really good. And I'm glad you brought that up. I my head wasn't even there. But you're right, people would go in and they would just spin. And yeah. that's counterproductive in a lot of ways.
1: Exactly. And I yeah. I've been in meetings where, where they, they they sort of try to get people's feedback, but they it's mm. all in the language. They said, Oh, we, we they said we want your feedback. And what most people are thinking, oh, they want to hear me you know give you give you a piece of my mind kind of thing mm. you understand so yep. that that's a different kind of language yep. if it if it's about giving you a piece of my mind maybe we don't really want to hear it right not <laughs> yeah. to say, like we do we do yeah. want to hear it we, but do, we
0: do but we don't. Don't. we don't yeah
1: you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. but if you're saying look this is if you say a different language would be rather than i'm upset or i'm angry you could say this is frustrating and mm. i find it very very uh unfair for myself as a worker to be able to distinguish what's, what's consistent and what's not, right? And so they, that way they can empathize with you and go, interesting. Say, I'm sorry to hear that. Tell me a little bit more about that. What what what, what right. would you what would you suggest?
2: Exactly. A beautiful
1: a beautiful segue would be, what would you suggest? Yep. And so, well, one suggestion I had is, why don't we look at it this way, X, you know, X Y Z? And mm-hmm. if the, if if at management level they're thinking, oh, we already thought of that. You know, that's not new. Mm-hmm. They, they won't take it down. But if it's something unique. And said new, it's that interesting, interesting, interesting. We never thought of that. Okay. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll take, I'll take that up with uh, you know, yeah, that absolutely. kind of thing. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I it, but like you say, it's coming up with a natural solution, not just complaining about it. Right. I, right.
1: Yeah. And I, and I, I think educating um, frontline to, to give solutions, it's mm-hmm. all in the language. Absolutely. Sometimes you got to say, you got to spell it out. Just, we, we, we want to, you want to need, get your, your thoughts and solutions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rather than what we just want feedback because right. you get a lot of feedback, a lot of a lot of heat, yep. and a lot of um, negative thinking. On and the the sad thing about negative um, uh, bickering is that it, it it's contagious. Mm. So you'll have a, you have a room full with let's say a hundred flight attendants if it's an airline or a hundred factory workers if it's a, a a a factory, and they'll just you know talk about what's not working. This is mm. what's straight da 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 but there's no solution. There's no discussion of a solution,
2: right?
0: Well, and I think this model actually solves that, Yeah, right? Like, cause you get a lot of people, like you say, they, they will we'll call it the water cooler, even though I don't know if there's still water coolers in all <laughs> during COVID, but they're having these water cooler, water cooler conversations and they're like, man, why can't, why doesn't this ever get fixed? Right. And, uh, if we don't have as, as leaders, if we don't have something like this in place, it's just going to keep building and building. as the snowball effect. The, bigger, the more the
1: snow rolls down the hill, the bigger it gets. It, it begins to, uh, I'll tell you one thing that happened because I've seen it. It, mm-hmm. begins to, it. it begins to create what we call silos. Yes. Where you just have like you know, front line and then there's like dead silence. Yes. And then management and then there's dead silence mm-hmm. and leadership and there's no communication between each the yeah. two. That's outside of what's just policy, right? Yeah. So it becomes just a boring process of everyone's afraid. Everyone's afraid to, to mm-hmm. say, to give an idea because they don't want to get fired kind of thing. Or mm-hmm. managers are afraid, so they don't want to, they don't feel empowered to, to take the rule and say, interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, that rule would work. What if I tweak it like this? Right. And it said, interesting. And now we can, Now it's consistent. Mm-hmm. Now I can shoot it off and give it to frontline.
2: Right. Yeah. that's what
1: it's, it's it's a it's a bit of a dance right yeah at the top the leaders are <laughs> dancing to it with uh the, the policies and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh and on the management level they're dancing with how to create these policies and make them um um next steps or plan of action right. and and or or tools and then on the front line, the tools are given in a consistent manner and mm-hmm. they just get to work mm-hmm. it, it it becomes easier once we get the management part worked out right the front line the front line becomes a lot easier to to be engaged.
0: Right. Right. And I think um, a lot of people who would implement this system of yours would already have something somewhat established. So you're going to get, unfortunately, those people who have been, I'm going to call it burned before, and their level of trust is going to be a lot more to build before Mm -hmm. this will actually take effect. So I I think one thing to keep in mind, if you are taking up this model, which I highly recommend contacting Hugo to do is know that it's not going to happen overnight. If you already have a situation in progress and your frontline or your managers, depending on what level you're at, is, is already a bit disgruntled. This is going to take some work. Yeah. Yeah. But That's don't enough. do it by yourself. Call Hugo, no. get a hold of Hugo, uh,
2: <laughs> email him. <laughs> we're going
0: to, we're going to getting, I'm going to let him, uh, tell you how to contact. Contact them. Um I do want to show you go, I do want
1: to show because we're gonna wrap it up here.
0: Um, but I do want to show your website. Yep. Uh, so it's
1: tell, it's tell triple w dot it. mm-hmm. So again it's w dot clue solutions plural dot O-R-G.
0: Okay, perfect. Perfect. And there is if um for those of you watching on YouTube, you'll notice that on the top right hand corner of this of the uh website, if you're looking at it on a computer, is a way to contact you directly. Yeah. If I if I click on that, you just have to put in your name, your phone number, your email, and what the message is, and he will get back to you right away. And exactly. uh, and he I I can feel the fact that you want to help these companies. Yes you want to help you want to help like you you're like me you see a huge gap in leadership right now from where Mm. it is to where we believe it could be right right? which is why i wanted you to be my first guest because i think you and i are thinking the same way on a lot of things um we've helped each other in a lot of ways um i've come Mm. to this website many times because uh we keep bouncing ideas off each other and um and There is one thing that I was hoping that you could talk about a little bit. I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, so those listening, um, I just want to let you know that I didn't prep this with Hugo ahead of
1: time. But can you explain to me what a Eureka moment is? Okay. Well, the story began like this. This is a guy by the name of Archimedes. Uh, That's his last name. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's a scientist. So he was trying to figure out why is it that I can actually – Place uh, a pan, an empty pan on a river or let's say a lake or a pool, and it doesn't sink to the bottom. So he's trying to figure that out. Uh, and he, he thought of all types, all types of formulas and mathematical ways of explaining it. And he got so frustrated that he says, you know what, I'm done. I'm just going to take a bath. So he went to his house and he, he ran the water. He has the, he has the, the bath is going. And once he's in the bath, he notices that when he gets in the water, the, the water level goes up, mm. right? So mm-hmm. he started to think, he said, okay, the water level goes up by such and such a length. Uh, how much, what's the volume of the water that's actually going up? And he thought about that and he thought about what he, and it just came to his mind that the, the weight of the, the volume of the water that's displaced mm-hmm. is equal and opposite to the weight that's creating buoyancy mm. in, that, in that pan. And as soon as his mind just put two and two together, he, you know, he was so excited that he jumped out of the bath, totally naked, mm-hmm. running down the street saying, Eureka, 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 mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where we got that from, from uh, that idea of Eureka. And that's why you'll see big ships that are made out of metal and iron that, that obviously float in the, mm-hmm. on the water because of the Archimedes It's called Archimedes principle. But uh, that's, 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 a, that's for a physics class. That's not it. That. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Eureka means basically having, it's, it's almost like having an epiphany.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And maybe, and maybe you would ask me what, what is the, what is the epiphany? It's sort of like just having like an aha moment there you go. Where, yep. you, where your mind, your thoughts and your perceptions and your gut feeling is mm-hmm. all in alignment mm-hmm. and they kind of go, of course, that's how it's going to work mm-hmm. kind of thing. And those, those are not easy to, 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 to gender. What, 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 we, what we realize is that um, in order for someone to have an aha moment in general, I don't want to give away, but um, when, when we talk, <laughs> we'll tell you some more. Mm-hmm. But usually you're working on a problem and you're really putting it, put in your best work on the problem mathematical or whatever it is. And then you just take a break. Just take a break. Mm-hmm. Go have a shower. Go. Get some air. Go for a bicycle ride. Go, if you have a nice sports car or convertible, put the hood down and go for a drive. Or do something that makes you relax and so on. And then you get a good night's sleep. And this has has happened a lot. And they wake up in the morning and just go, of course. Uh That's, you know, that's that's Eureka. So that's one Uh way. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. There's another way that we can do it with, with having the right people in a com- in conversation mm-hmm. that we can create um, insight, insightful, intuitive, more intuitive thinking. And um, they they can be able to look at a problem and with the right conversations and the right in that teamwork, we can come up with an aha moment as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So that's what,
1: that's what Eureka is.
0: Nice. I'm glad you explained that. Cause uh, I know that's, what you've been really, really working towards getting companies to have are those uh, eureka moments or aha moments.
2: And if you want to um, click
1: on, and Scott, sorry to cut it, you out there. For sure. If you want, if you wanted to click on learn more,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? You can, uh, ladies and gentlemen, when you go to learn more, you're gonna see the it's called the formula. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the way it works is uh, as a as a leadership coach, I know that I'm not the most knowledgeable. Per, sorry, the most experienced person in the room right but the i'm not the most educated in the room but i'm definitely the most intuitive Mm -hmm. because my approach my approach is using just intuition and insight and that's that they have to kind of work together with what already exists Mm -hmm. in order for this to work so we're not we're not we're not destroying any or taking away anything from what's already there between leadership uh and other leadership between experience and Education. We're there to add to it, add uh, to add value to it, so that you right. can create more insight and more uh, intuitive thought that will create a completely different solution that's mm-hmm. not was not even thought of. Right. And then of, of course, the next page is to talk about services that go into next steps. How you want to get in touch with us? You can uh, go to contact us mm-hmm. and enter your 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 name and your phone number, and of course your email address.
2: Right.
0: Yep. Excellent. Excellent. So
1: I think we covered a lot of
0: information here today, Hugo, and I definitely yep. want to have you on again. I think I think this is a lot of really good information. Sure. Um, you have a lot of really good insights that I think everybody who's listening can, uh, or watching can really buy you from. So I, I definitely want to have you on again. Um, okay. So I know I know the website here, uh, like you said, it's Clue Solutions. I like how you have uh, yeah, the for plural. Uh, cluesolutions.org. Is definitely the best way to get a hold of you um, and I know that there's a, a couple of like the email and phone number and you'll get back to them right away with that that direction. that's right yeah perfect um, okay I think that's a really good place to wrap it up I'm really hey. really glad to have you on here um, thank you very much for being my very first guest good to be here and uh, yeah I definitely want to have you on again um, yeah. Folks, if you haven't yet, please contact Hugo. He can really help you and your company. He's um, he's definitely the leadership coach that I think you might require. So contact him, Bluesolutions.org, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Talk to you later. Talk to you later.